and it had to be moved a couple different times because students kept messing with it. Oh. And so at the end of the school day, they were doing something in the commons area. They were having a meeting. Okay. They were going to, well, a meeting was planned. And so it was put up there temporarily for their meeting and was going to be taken down. But student took it upon himself to take it down. To take it down himself. Okay. Okay. That may, see, I didn't know all those details. Okay. Right. That makes sense. Cause I, cause I, I mean, and I get like, you have it up there. I, I, I support that, but it's just putting it over another country's flag. I mean, if there's a Cuban kid that goes to the school and he sees his flag being covered by that, I mean, is it really appropriate? I mean, but when those details and that story comes to light, makes sense. Right. Now. You know, could they have found or, or, put it somewhere else where it didn't cover up another country's flag, that yeah. probably would have been better. Yeah. Would it have a different result in what happened? I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like they were having issues all day long with yeah. that flag. Well, the good news is they had a, you said they had a parent rally, I believe, and, it, and it, people right. were very rather supportive. Than a, rather than a protest, there was a, a support rally. That's awesome. For kids. That's awesome. Yeah, that good, good. good for the family, good for the kids. And yeah, that's great. I love it. Okay. Apparently, quite a day or quite a week in the school district. Uh, just got I mean, it's just posted on Cash Valley Daily just before we came on the air. I guess. Uh, Please be good news. A teacher uh, roughed up some kids. It's not good news. Great. <laughs> Where is this? <laughs> oh no! Spring Creek Middle School. Stop it! Yeah, got arrested. Okay. Well, so one thing, kids, like, don't be dumb. Like, yeah. Don't push your teachers because I know a lot of kids are not heads and they'll push their teachers. What? Really? Well, not physically, but oh, they'll okay. push the limits with their teachers. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, but I still, bottom line, teacher, adult, you don't lay your hands on kids. Yeah. That's oh, totally unacceptable. Dude, we're having all sorts of issues all around this world, aren't yeah, we? Right our, now? What went wrong Wednesday is extended. It's into just Thursday. extended in today, hasn't it? Uh, that's Eric France and I'm Austin Salves and Cody Olton back doing a great job on the board. Appreciate having Cody here. He'll, uh, be a part of our pick six and much, much more. Uh, Cody, give me the list today. What do we got? Yeah, we're starting off a little bit with uh, Utah State news. Currently, uh, some news has come in that uh, Utah State Hoops has uh, got Brandon Horvath, a senior for UMBC. Uh, what are your thoughts, Ajay? So, Eric, uh, we lose Raleigh. I say we like I have something to do with it. Uh, your heart's in it. Utah State, what are you about? I just realized the Cubs and the Braves have a series starting this weekend. They do? Pick six. I know. Pick six. Okay, so we lose. Uh, I say we. Yeah. Uh, they lose Raleigh. Easy there. I know. I. I nearly, <laughs> it's been. It's been a long day. Um, oh, by the way, our Gil Mortgage text line. Sorry, four three five three three nine zero three two one. Again, four three five three three nine zero three two one to text in. Gil Mortgage, big thanks to them for sponsoring our text line. <laughs> get a hold of Kerry Nilton and the team to get your loan, product services, and everything else taken care of. What are you laughing about? Uh, nine four six three text in full court press. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, and even Spring Creek Middle School analysis. <laughs> oh, no, don't, don't, no, <laughs> we aren't allowed to go there. Nine three one five. Thank you, uh, Leon, for joining the conversation. Uh, is this new recruit better than Wooster? Okay, so here's the thing: Raleigh, Raleigh's a Pac twelve type player. In my opinion, Raleigh's good enough to play in the Pac-12. Size-wise, if he with his size and skill set, where he comes in as a true freshman, a true true freshman, and plays starter minutes at a top-level Mountain West school, 
then yeah, he he can he can carve out a role for himself in the Pac-12. And people are backing on his shooting. He's a freshman, right? A freshman's gonna take a it's gonna take a bit. I mean, good night. This guy nearly had a triple double. Yeah, I know. As a freshman, I know. and he was still a. I thought he was still an elite scorer. Um, that's a big loss for Utah State losing him. I know Marco Anthony is looking to, I believe, head elsewhere, so he'll be, you know, looking at his options of where he could go. Um, opens up another scholarship, I guess. So that's good. But yeah, as uh, as Cody just mentioned here, you know, in re- I not replace the Virali, but Brendan Horvath. Um, I like I, I like everything I've seen on this kid. I I went back and watched a few highlights. He's just, uh, he's a forward. 6'10", 2'10", out of West River, Maryland. Um, so that being said, does he is he essentially the replacement for Nimi in the starting lineup? Ah, uh, yes. Does he play alongside Justin Bean? Yes. And then Brock Miller? Okay, so yeah. Okay, so Horvath is here. Uh, let's give the hypothetical starting lineup, shall we? Because uh, I honestly, right, right now, I have no idea what it's going to be. But hypothetically... Yeah, we tried doing this just the other day. We and had a hard time. It didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, so I think Horvath and Bean start. Uh, shoot, we lost so many guys, didn't we? Holy cow! I have no idea until now. Uh, Ashworth, as of right now, I would say starts. Miller, that's four, isn't it? That's four. Need one more. Dorius. So do you put Horvath as your four, Bean, and Bean as your, your three, three, Miller's your two, Ashworth is your one, and Doris is the five. I think I heard Cody Snicker, and I don't really blame him right now, but that's where I'm at with the starting lineup. Do you put Horvath as your as your? He's six foot ten. Yeah, he's not super thick. He's only two ten, two hundred ten pounds, but he's not not lightweight. Just under nine points, five and a half boards, one assist. Under one steal, just done about a half a block in 23 minutes per game. That That's for his career, but last year it was 13.1 points a game. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm. Is he going to be a help? Absolutely. The problem, I, and this is what I need to quit doing, Eric. I have to quit doing this. I have to quit looking at, or like, at every big man and saying, what can he do? That Namish Keta did. Because Namish Keta is like a once-in-30-years player at Utah State. That's totally unfair. Yeah, that is incredibly unfair of me to do. Uh, I, I, Yeah, maybe Horvath starts at the five. Beans, your four. Miller's your three. I'm still looking for a two-guard. Is that Shulga? No, I, I need Shulga to come off the bench. I need to score off the bench. Is that Bearstow? Maybe. Maybe. Bearstow's got to be a lot better, though. We've talked about this yes. ad nauseum. Like everything he, he did, what last, he's done this last over the last season, I would qualify as a yeah, starter. I would I, 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 I can't think of another player that took a bigger step backwards than Bearstow did last year. I mean, a major step backwards, and he's got to do a lot of things differently. And so I would hope that his mentality coming into the season is there's a starting spot open. As of right now, and, and from what we know, there's a starting spot open, and, and, and he, it's up for grabs. Bear still, go get it. Well, as in the news today, clearly there's the activity in the transfer portal is not over. 
Oh, not yeah, even close. Opportunities huh? to still fill out your roster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 9463 on the Guild Mortgage text line. The fact that Horvath would move across the country to be with Ryan Odom says a lot about how the players feel about Ryan Odom. That's true. And I think Nate, uh, that Dickinson coach, the uh, he was the uh, right-hand man for Odom at UMBC. Now he's here. Um, that would be That's going to be a huge help for them, too, because he can recruit. I don't. I mean, I don't know what his recruiting tactics will be here now he's on the west side of the states and how much that changes, but I think he's still going to be able to recruit and recruit very, very well. Um, and, again, that, that transfer portal is lit up with, I mean, look, the five-star guards and those kind of guys are going to go to Power 5 schools, understandable, but there's still an incredible lot of talent that fits well in the Mountain West Conference. Now, what exactly they're looking for is, I mean, I have no idea. But there's there's still a ton of talent over there. Uh, Cavola text come through from nine three one five. How is Miller looking injury wise? Will he be ready to go for next year? So he was actually in really bad shape. Um, he had all sorts of back issues. I mean, his back was shredded. It really was. It was in horrible shape. He's uh, he's feeling a lot better right now. He's uh, he's getting some attention from a specialist. Um, on the back, and they're doing some different things with it, and he feels he feels much much better right now. Um, there's a lot of rest included with that, uh, but he's he's doing very well. Uh, then another question that did come through. This was from three four eight six. I think Barstow flourishes under Odom. Also, McChesney will come off the bench Liam. and seems to be a scorer. Oh, dude, yeah, I forgot about Liam. Now, Liam does need to do one thing, and that's eat like seven Big Macs for the next five months. Covered in gravy. Do, yeah, covered in gravy. That's right. Yep, yep. Extra salt um, and a lot of just donuts. I don't know if the salt is necessary, but donuts would be good. Whatever it's got to do. I mean, the guy's got to put on a couple. I mean, I feel like if I give him a hug, I'm going to break him. <laughs> and, and I mean, but yeah. Okay, so I'll tell you right now. That is an elite basketball player. He is very, very good and a very good shooter. I great point by three four eight six of bringing up Liam McChesney. That's a good one. Here, here's another name that honestly I have totally forgotten he was on the roster. Yeah, so I just looked up who did what last year. Mm-hmm. Carson Statsdale. Yep. Yeah, he played minimal last year. I think he hit a three in one game, and that was about it. Played played in seven games. Play minimal. But he's yeah he's I, I can't remember really what, much detail about. I think Carson it was early. Stats. I think it was like the South Dakota State blowout, the VCU blowout. <laughs> I think he played one conference game a little bit. What's uh, what's his position? A guard. Guard. Again, uh, he's listed as six foot four. So, again, can he defend? And can he shoot well? Because there is going to be a lot of. Uh, there's some athleticism coming into the conference, all around the conference, and he's going to have to be able to keep up with them. He he's a guy I could see coming off the bench. Uh, six foot four shooter. I take it as long as he can play defense, though. You got to be able to guard in this league. If you can't guard, out I don't know what your uh, what your hope is. Um, I with, just because I'm looking at the roster from who did what last year. Marco Anthony gone. Namish Keta. Gone. Raleigh Worcester, apparently gone. Alfonso Anderson, he's already said he's leaving. Zahar yeah. Vudashev, he's already gone. Yeah, he left. <laughs> he left midway through. <laughs> right. 
after he finally Shimon con- Zapala. Yeah, Shimon Zapala. Yeah, Shimon's still there. He's still there. Yep, he's still there. That Cuba. Oh, hey, Cuba's gone. Cuba's gone. Um, that's another big guy to think about. Shimon is like a Boris Diaw, and I, and I compare him to Boris Diaw because he is a very elite passer as a big man. Hmm. He has incredible vision. The one thing he needs a lot of work on is his footwork. Otherwise, he's doing really well. He's a great free throw shooter too, by the way. Uh, three four eight six saying Statsny has transferred. Well, fetch. <laughs> We're back to that. finishing at the bottom of the Mountain West Conference, then uh, I guess. According to verbal commits, Utah State guard Carson Statsny has entered the transfer portal. Was that April twelfth? That was as of April twelfth. Yeah. Okay. So I got a text saying that someone was headed out. Um, not a major contributor for the last last year, and I was like, "Well, then I'm not really too worried about it." But I know it was Carson Stastny. Yeah, there that is. We suck again. <laughs> oh no, we suck again. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing: there's going to be a lot of scholarships available. <laughs> That's another one that opens up. Okay, so thank you, three four eight six. We yeah. missed that one. Yeah, you know, I'm, geez, three four eight six is all over it, man. I didn't know Stastny left. Because when I was talking to my guy, he never mentioned a word about the guy leaving. I was like, okay. Um, Liam is going to be great. I, but I really did forget about how good Apparently Liam is. Apparently, I'm not the only one who forgot he was still. He used to be part <laughs> he was of still on the team. <laughs> part of the team. Oh, man. That's why he's transferring, too. Look That's to see why he's transferring. There. Oh, yeah. What about that guy? Anybody know anything about that guy? He's listening to our show. Like, Doesn't matter. He's gone. We're going through a bunch of guys, and we forget to list Carson. He's like, That's it. I'm out. I ain't doing this anymore. Oh, that's why he's leaving. You only miss <laughs> you only miss them when you realize they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here let me ask you this. Uh let's speaking of hypothetical game. Raleigh's going to Utah, which I may or may not have said like two weeks ago accidentally, huh? Yeah, you do you remember that? You, you dropped that on accident. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I just tried to backtrack and Raul and AJ's right here and he's like what in the world did you just do? I spoke it into existence. Look at you. Uh, <laughs> I'll take credit for that one. Okay, so Raleigh's going to Utah. Ryland Jones. What does that kid do? Because Raleigh's going to start. Raleigh's going to start. Uh, their guard line is pretty deep right now because Brenchley's still over there, the former Ridgeline guy. So they got there's still four no and Jenkins Jr. is now out on there. So there's five right, guards. Right, got the UNLV kid. So there's still five guards deep. Oh, is he? Uh, he's not really a point. He's more of a sh- scoring guard, isn't he? Yeah, he's a shooting guard. But I mean, they, but here's the thing: is when I talked to somebody over there, they said like T.J. Altenberger just used him the wrong way. Just did not know how to use a guy like that. And now with under Craig, they're finding out what he can do. I wouldn't be surprised if he played both. You know, a little bit of point, but a lot of the shooting guard. Um, okay, so they're really deep at guard. And I would imagine if Raleigh's going there, it's because he's going to start. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, R- Ryland's going to have options, of course. I think when he, if he were to go, and he's not for sure, and I don't know this at, at all for sure, but if he were to go into the portal, I would assume he's going to have a lot of suitors come his way. Yes, he would. I imagine he would. He's a good player. Yeah, he is a good player. I don't know if he's a Pac-12 player, though. I mean, I don't know if he's a Power 5 player. Mid-major, yes. Pac-12, no. It's too athletic. And he's a little bit smaller. I was going to say, how big is he? 
Oh, five, ten, or six foot. I want to say. I mean, I don't know that for sure. I remember thinking he wasn't really big. Uh, yeah, I want to say he's like six. He didn't even look that big. Is he six foot, Cody? What do you got? Uh, yeah, I got six foot one seventy nine. Sounds about right. So he's not very tall. He's a good shooter, and he's a tough shot maker too. He can make good contested shots. But I think it was a defensive end that he wasn't that great at. Um, and then I also feel like uh, offensively he could score wasn't an issue. I, I think it's just the defensive port that just yeah doesn't fit in the Pac-12. I wouldn't mind seeing him come to Utah State. I don't know. If, I don't think he 4. will. 4.4 4 points, 4 assists, 1.8 rebounds this last year. 35.7%. He was injured too, wasn't he? I think he was injured. Yeah, he didn't. He only played 17 games. Yeah. I was going to say he wasn't healthy. So. But I think you're right. I think he, if he went to a place in the Mountain West, certainly if he came to a place like Utah State, I think he'd really flourish. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I would, uh, yeah, I think like Utah State, he'd be great. I don't know if he will. Um, but wherever he goes, I mean, if it's a major school, he's going to do very, very well for himself. So, yeah, it hurts losing Raleigh. Um, that's that's a big one. Darn it. Uh, Marco leaving too. But, you know, we've we've got some more work to do, and, o and Odom understands that. Now he's got a staff here, it looks like. Um, I think everybody is pretty much here. Uh, just trying to think. I, I don't think they have their director of ops yet. Maybe they do. I know they have the three assistants, Matt Henry, Dixon, and then one more dude. I thought you told me they're director of ops. When you called me the other day. Oh. Well, I was gone. Yeah, that might. I don't might, know if that's been. Yeah, that might have changed. I'm sorry. I forgot to update you on that. We'll no. talk We'll talk off air. All right. Don't want to say anything on the air because it may not be. Yeah, yeah. Those spoken are, into existence just yet. Don't stop that. Don't <laughs> you dare. Don't you dare do that. I'll talk to you off air. Yeah, that might have changed now. Um, And then. Uh, let's see, the two grad assistants are both from UMBC. They're both former players, actually, under Odom. So they'll be here as well. Uh, 2787. No worries, guys. If USU can't get it done, we can always cheer for Boise. You know better. Okay, and by the way, you can even ask Leon Rose this, all right? They're not in that great of shape either. Well, they actually kind of are. They got Shaver. They got, uh, they got Armis. And their best decision is that they got rid of Alston Jr., that guy was a, I mean, look, was he a good player? Yes, but he thought he was the best player, and so he'd be taking horrible shots. Without him on the floor, they're a better team. Who's the leader of that team with Alston gone? Shaver. That Shaver kid's a good yeah, ball player. True. He's a good ball player, that's too. True. I was really impressed with him. Yeah, they'll be all right. I think they'll be, I don't know if they'll finish at the top or near the top of the Mountain West Conference. I mean, right now, if, if I was a Guessing, man, I would say it's going to be San, San Diego State's doing it again. They're reloading. Right. If I were to, yeah, pr do a quick straw poll of who, who we thought the, the, the top teams, I'm not going to go all the way through. No, 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 no. If no. you were to think that who are the top teams in the Mountain West next year, give me your three. I'd put San Diego State number one. Yeah. Colorado State's going to be up there because they don't uh, lose a starter. Yeah. I'd put, I actually would put Colorado State number two. Yeah. And I put Nevada number, number three. Number three. That's what I think, too. I think Steve Alford's got something going. Yeah. New Mexico's going to be kind of an interesting they team pick as well. Up transfers. Yeah. 
New Mexico is going to be interesting. Um, UNLV lost a lot. Yeah. They just got That's gouged, man. Part. And then they lost two assistant coaches, too. Like, they got... They got picked apart. That's going to be a team that's going to be hurting really badly this upcoming season. you think Utah season. State is a top-tier team? No. Middle tier or lower yes, tier? Yes, middle. Yeah, absolutely middle. Um, I mean, because that top tier, again, I mean, you look at it, like San Diego State's killed it in the portal, right? Colorado State had, didn't lose one starter. They kept everybody. Isaiah, Roddy, Stevens, um, and uh, Thistlewood, they kept everybody. I mean, they lost two assistant coaches, but they're going to be okay. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a, a team that's going to be on the rise, I don't know if they're going to compete, I guess not compete for a top spot, but a team that's going to be on the rise is San Jose State. Tim Miles is going to coach that team. And I, like, that scares me that he's at San Jose State. Wait, what? Yeah, Tim Miles, is at, he's the head coach of San Jose State. Yeah, you I were gone. I didn't know that. Yeah, sorry, you were in Florida, right <laughs> on the Mickey Mouse ride. I was supposed to text you that. I wait. Huh. I didn't tell you before. No, I swear I told you when it, the rumor was coming out. No. I didn't? Oh yeah, Tim Miles is at San Jose State. So yeah, enjoy uh, that. So here's interesting. So here's so here's what your coaches look like. I mean, we're talking about teams, right? Here's the coaches in the Mountain West Conference: Brian Dutcher, Tim Miles, Ryan Odom, Steve Alford, Leon Rice, uh, Richard uh, Pitino, like. Nico Medved. That's yeah. Like there's some sauciness in regards to coaches. You're gonna get and some it, great games. Yeah. The other team that could be a sleeper that could really surprise people. Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. Wyoming's gonna be scary. I don't. I mean, and they're another middle tier team, but they're gonna make some noise. Right. They're they gonna will make some teams yeah, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly. You're gonna give you a headache a lot. That's a good basketball team. Well, well coached basketball team, I'll say. Uh, more to discuss here on the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get the texts on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, Utah Jazz, they have an afternoon game tomorrow. We'll have it here on the fan, but we'll preview the Jazz and the Pacers. Uh, news today about a, a transfer coming to Utah State. A little bit more about him. Um, some proposed changes in basketball, college basketball. Do you like that or not? We didn't really get a chance to get into it. And I, I really don't feel like we gave ourselves enough time to talk about the transfer rule, the one-time oh, yeah. exemption. You could transfer without penalty. Which, by the way, is time. official today. That just came out today, and it's been announced it's official and will be allowed. So I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Is it good for college athletics, or will it have some really negative unintended consequences? 435-339-0321 if you want to join in and weigh in on our Guild Mortgage text line. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press. This is Representative Dan Johnson. Working in education for more than 40 years, I've seen the devastating impacts that domestic violence has on our community, and I am so grateful for CAPSA. CAPSA's programs are the best in the state, and I have seen how CAPSA helps families escape abuse, heal from trauma, and build new lives. CAPSA demonstrates successful private-public partnerships and the critical need for non-governmental organizations. When you know CAPSA, you know hope. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. Tom Brady shows us what matters to him. He's been taking pay cuts for 15 years. Number one priority is winning. I've heard Aaron stubborn. Green Bay trying to do things, but stubborn is more important than winning. 
ego more important than winning. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. At Valley Office Systems, we want you to spring into spring and see more green with your first month's payment on us. Mention this ad to receive this special promotion. Visit valleyofficesystems.com for details. Valley Office Systems, a service company above all else. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. You know, you could do something to change that. Uh, no, I can't. I'm not allowed to. It's above my pay grade, and it's outside of my radius. <laughs> I would be stepping on people's toes, I've been told. And I got you one already, and you're welcome. I got I got the one. You know who I got. <laughs> you know who it is, so don't tell me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay. Uh, so, on Twitter today... Brandon Horvath announces, it's, well, he says, the next chapter with a uh, flexing emoji and a 100 emoji. Picture of himself in an Aggie uniform with his signature says, committed. The picture of the spectrum behind him. So is he a grad transfer? Is that right? Because he was a senior, or is he a senior this year? Uh, he's played four seasons. Mm-hmm. So it would be a grad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in 1718, he started three games, played in 31, so he was a contributor off the bench. Um, only averaged 3.3 points a game, so I mean, not super active. 2.1 rebounds. His sophomore season only started two games, but played in 30. So again, coming off the bench a lot. Upped his minutes from 10 minutes to 23 minutes a game. Increased his scoring from 3.3 to 9. Increases rebounds from 2.1 to 4, 4.5. Then his junior year started 30 games, played in 33, uh, upped his scoring again up to 11 points per game, and increased his rebounding to 6.7 per game. And then his uh, senior year, this last season, started 19 games, and increased his scoring up to 13 points and increased his rebounding up to 8.7. So improved every year that he played under Coach Odom. Yeah, and again, with and with the talent he's got around him, like Bean, Ashworth, uh, that's going to help expand his role just a little bit and maybe expand his ability to score. Uh, he's a great rebounder. He can get up. He can board. When I was watching some highlights, he's, he's got a good body size, can box out really well, moves his feet extremely well. Um, he, he could be he, he could be a nice addition to the team, and, and he has the ability to step out and hit a three. Yeah, and it, I see, and him and Liam both like Liam's a great shooter, and he's got good size, um, in regards to length. And so it very well could be a very different style than we've seen before, where yeah. the the Utah State big men are stretch, stretch fours to draw out the 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 bigger defenders, leave Justin Bean down low to. Do what he does best. Yeah. Freestyle, pick up the scraps. Which he doesn't mind that at all. He does not mind no, that freestyle play. Yeah. Hey, I, but I, the bigger question is I, I think that the 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 scoring in the paint, I think, is getting resolved. Sure. 
but the guard play is still the biggest question. That's for me. man, I'm really concerned right now. That's where I'm really concerned. And, and I trust Ashworth. I like Ashworth, but we need another guard. Shulga is going to be good. Uh, I look forward to seeing him. Uh, I like uh, the idea of uh, I don't know if like you know where Liam's going to stand up, but I mean Carson Stats he's gone now. But maybe if we find a guard in the portal who's got, I don't know, just some good size. We just need an elite score. Or uh, even it could be a JC guy. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing. We got scholarships available right now like crazy. True. So might as well use them. 9315. Ajay, don't discredit our new coach. He was a 16 seed and beat a one seed in the tournament. That's true. He was. Absolutely. He also says, Ajay, how could you say that about Utah State when you don't even know their full roster? What did I say? I don't even remember. I don't know. I was at 417. Uh, let's see. At 417, I was talking about. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. 2417. <laughs> uh, my text still stands from yesterday. I think it shows a lack of commitment, which w- could weigh heavily on a team at the professional level if they choose them. Oh. Uh, this is going back to the discussion about. Transfer rule, yeah. Transfer rule. Um, <clears throat> and 2417 was saying, look, this. How. How would this look in a job interview if they saw that you were moving around from team to team? Um, look, uh, does somebody in a job interview look at all the different teams that you played for? If yeah, you only played so, for one team, I don't know. That no, that, that's a great point because and, think and, about that. No, it's. I think you're right. I think like if you have a, a resume and you had a bunch of jobs listed on it, as long as there, you know, there is a re- to some degree relation. You know, a pattern, if you will, of those jobs to where you're interviewing for this next job, then hey, you know what? Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to be willing to move, relocate, and find something different that's going to make you more valuable and, and give yourself a different opportunity. That's what the transfer portal does too, right? You relocate, you, you find somewhere else where it's a new challenge, but it's a great opportunity to go succeed. Uh, if you can be in the right spot, be in the right position, and, and earn the trust from coach. And I, it, it does scare me because I feel like we're going to have a purge of the mid-major schools, so the smaller schools, from big conferences where they can say, hey, look, you got one year to come play with, with Georgia Tech, and we've got a ton of minutes laid, you know, laid out for you. Right. right. I think the, the, the concern is that a power program will have a kid that, if he's really good, he goes pro after one year. Or if they have somebody that's been there for a few years they really like, then he gets hurt. And they still want to be committed to him, but they need to fill that roster spot. Look, let's not take the time to develop his replacement. Let's just go get a replacement. Somebody who was developing at another lower level and give them the chance. And so the mid-majors become feeder programs. I I think that's the the big fear. Yeah. But I think it works the other way, too. I think it works the the opposite direction. If you get recruited to a Power 5 program... And you're not getting your minutes, you're not getting your time, and you want an expanded role, you can transfer to a mid-major and you will be a hero. We're seeing it already. I don't think it's going to be this wild, wild west of recruiting mid-majors just to feed the Power 5 programs. I think it's going to go, it'll be a two-way street. And if, look, I get the loyalty thing, but it just doesn't, exist like what we want to try to believe that it does look sure is it great if somebody says i'm committed to this school i'm going to be there all my four five years and i'll graduate and that's the only place i'm going to be <clears throat> uh, yes i think that's ideal 
But look, if you go, if you commit to a school and you go there and there's a coaching change, or you get there and you realize I may have been sold a bad bill of goods based what they told me my role would be and it's changed. It's not what they said it was going to be. Why are you shackled to that that commitment? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you allowed the same freedom that a coach is or an assistant coach or anybody else at the university to to make a move? Yeah. We allow every other athlete at almost every other sport do this, except for, what, five sports? The revenue sports, men's and women's basketball, football, hockey, and baseball. Every other sport, you can transfer and play the next year that that one time. Look, if it's going to be a habitual, everybody's transferring year after year after year, that's a problem. Yeah. There should be some, look, you had that one-time exception. You could transfer this one time. If you want to transfer again, you have to sit out a year. You need to be sure this is what you really want to do, and we have to make sure this is not just basketball free agency here. You know, and the other thing with it is that you want to find, I I think if you bring up a great point about the Power 5 teams, like players that are recruited there, they start there, and portal kids start coming through, and you get buried. Um... I tell you right now, man, I'll take Arkansas kids anytime. If like some Arkansas kid wants to come to Utah State, hey, uh, I'll, I'll take that in a heartbeat. You know, because if they're good enough to be at Arkansas, they're good enough to be at Utah State. I'll let's be honest with each other. Right. So uh, you're right, and and maybe that might be the case where we do get some of those guys, and where some of those big time guys who were recruited by Arkansas, Georgia Tech, wherever it is, some big time school, and then they realize, you know what, I'm it's not working out. They got they got portal guys coming through left or right and go somewhere else. The other thing about this whole transfer role is like high school recruiting is gonna go way down. Because instead of like going through recruits and finding it that way, you're gonna go go through the portal and say, Hey, let's get that guy, that guy, that guy, one year of this lineup, and we're in great shape. And then we'll we'll recruit the next year. Possibly. But look, there's gonna be schools that they're still gonna. They can't play that transfer rule like yeah. some other schools. So they're yeah. still gonna have to go after high school kids. That's a good point. And they'll still have to develop players. So I, I just, I think there's a lot of fear mongering going around, mm. and I don't. I'm not buying it. You're not it. sold on it yet. No. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> Guild Mortgage text line very active. Five three three eight. Texting in. Can't wait for you guys to break down tonight's WNBA draft. I'm sure you'll have the best analysis available anywhere. Sorry. Uh, we like to keep our listeners engaged. That's not if I... Well, I'll be honest. I don't follow the women's game. I don't. Uh, 9315. I know he's trying to be cheeky there. Uh, 9315. Ringmasters already used his eligibility up to to uh, take advantage of the new transfer rule and head to either Boise or BYU. <laughs> Who would I pick out of Boise and BYU? I'd take Boise. <laughs> I would. I would never touch that blue color. By the way, did you see that great NFL throwback highlight uh, tribute to uh, Taysom Hill when he's playing for the Packers in the preseason? Cody, I want you to pull up that audio and, and play it for us today. Okay. Um, what? Tr- yeah. Uh, NFL throwback uh, did a little bit of a quick two-minute highlight on Taysom Hill when what? he played for the no, Packers. No, and Cody, we, and Cody intern Cody, we yes, do not need to Cody hear about is, Taysom Hill. We do, because people want to hear about the great time and the great career he had at Green Bay during the preseason. 
He changed that organization <laughs> and gave Jordan Love a chance. Two four one seven. Oh going back to the transfer rule, it's a commitment to a contract thing. Huh? No. Is there a con- well? Okay, the coach is a contract. I guess there is to a player. Yeah, no, you get no, financial aid. Two four one seven's right. Yeah. Yeah. Five three three eight. Oh, Don't no. make me file a Title Nine complaint against the <laughs> full court press. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's Eric's fault. Send not, it to Eric. It's just, just send not it there. to Eric. Bill it's him. Not there. I don't like it, Blade. <laughs> uh, two seven seven six. It'll be a ton of major program tampering with players on scholarship somewhere else, which will inevitably end in a school like San Jose State or Western Kentucky getting the death penalty. And it's obvious that week with AJ has rubbed off on AJ. Great takes today. Okay. Uh. So here's the thing is tampering's been going on forever. Right. This is not new. This is nothing new. There is all sorts of crap going on underneath the water that people can't see. David, who became Dave Colette. Exhibit A. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> there's a good one. Um, I, there is all sorts of tampering going on at a lot of universities. Right. It, it's just been amplified now with how much the transfer portal has become more of a thing. And now that it's become official with the NCAA saying the one-year exemption is going to be for real, it's going to be available. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to find so a wait, representative. Hey, does that a representative start- of the school is going to reach out to like a former coach and who is going to reach out to say, <laughs> hey, if it's not working here at Utah State. Which it's not. Let's be which honest. doesn't look like you know this coach has your back. You know, those guys over there at uh, – Southwest Missouri State College of the Nazarene Philippians. Nazarene. Wow. Nazarene Philippians. Hey, that's good. Hey, they've got a role for you. They got a great coach over there. Yeah. (laughs) They got off a blue chip. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. No, it's true, though. Like, there's just, there's shady stuff that go under the the water that nobody sees. Um, So. Yeah, it, it's the dark underbelly. It's not. It's not it's, like it's not starting now. It's been, it's been going tried, on for a while, right? They try to crack down on it, but Hi, it's Arizona, so hard. North Carolina, Kansas. How do you guys do? Nine three one five. Cody, do not share Hill, please, Don't please. Worry. Don't oh worry. come I won't. on! I won't. Wait, who said that? Leon, Leon Rice. Oh nine three one five. Rose, come on, man. <laughs> you and BYU are best buddies. You both are divas. Ah. Uh. Don't do please, it. Please don't, don't share. Don't do please don't share. All right, we got to take another time out here on the Full Court Press. Uh, when we come back, let's get into the proposed changes, uh, oh, yeah. changes in college yeah. basketball. Some of these are curious. Some could be interesting. Some are just dumb. <laughs> we'll go through them. Tell me how you really feel, Eric. <laughs> we'll get, love to get your uh, reactions to them as well. Four, Some are three, great. Five. Some are just dumb. Some three, are three, dumb. Nine. There's no gray area. Zero, three, two, one <laughs> on the Guild Mortgage text line here in the Full Court Press. This is Larry from Larry's Pharmacies. Often, commercial drugs don't meet individual needs. You may be allergic to fillers or dyes, need a unique strength, or something that is unavailable. Compounding medicine is how pharmacy began. I have compounded meds for over 30 years. My labs are state-of-the-art and conform to the highest standards. My highly trained staff will compound it accurately and price it fairly. If regular treatments don't work well, call me to see if there is a better, more economical alternative we can compound for you. 
Stay well. Is your business hiring now or in the future? Or are you looking for a new job or career change? Plan to participate in or attend the Cash Valley Media Group Job Fair. Thursday, April 22nd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Don't miss this opportunity to visit with hundreds of potential employees looking for work or to change careers. Call 752-1390 or go to cashvalleydaily.com to get involved in the job fair at Castle Manor. Thursday, April 22nd, presented by Cash Valley Media Group. Better weather, longer days, and the urge to get outside. Spring has sprung. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical, and we'd love to help you scoot into spring and enjoy $200 off our high-quality scooters. Bringing wellness home is our motto, so also enjoy $200 off our best-selling lift chairs. For locations and information, visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Have you heard? The marketplace is making major changes. Improvements to affordability through the health insurance marketplace by increasing financial assistance, lowering your premiums, and more generous cost sharing to lower your out-of-pocket max. If you have coverage, come in to see if you can save even more. Never applied? We can help. Go to lssins.com or call 752-9493. That's 752-9493. When it's time for a new haircut, don't cut into your wallet. At New Horizons Beauty College, haircuts, color, highlights, pedicures, and manicures are far less expensive than going to a salon. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. You'll get a great look at a great price. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in the Clock Tower Plaza in Logan. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Earth Day is coming up. We have some laundry units that are less stressful on the environment, energy efficient, and won't be in a landfill in two years. Our best-selling GE and Speed Queen commercial washers are built to last longer, so you won't have to worry about purchasing a new washer for years to come. Plus, get $20 off our Earth-friendly Excelsior laundry detergent with purchase of a select laundry pair. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's going down for real, AJ. Going down for real. The new transfer rule is in. Oh, I thought it was about what I just... Oh, and then, man. That's depressing. I thought I was... Oh. And then... <laughs> the new proposed possible rule changes. We don't know if that's going down for real or not. Sorry, yeah, this I, is... Did I get your hopes oh, up there? Yeah, you did, actually. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I really do have a shot. No. Nope, I'm not the head coach at Southwest of Missouri, North Nazarene, Philippine University. <laughs> Philippians. Philippines. <laughs> to Philippine or Philippines? Philippine. Isn't that a dolphin? It, it panders to exclusively like Filipino people. So like No, I'm not. Philippians is a book of the know. Bible. What, what are you go what are you getting at there, <laughs> Cody? All right. Uh college basketball rules. 
there are likes, dislikes, and Eric hates all of them. <laughs> I don't know about all of them. So they want to widen the lane to 16, 16 feet. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Reset team fouls at the 10 minute mark of each half. I hate this. And begin double bonus on the fifth team foul of each 10 minute segment. This would eliminate the one in one free throw. I hate that rule. I'm okay with eliminating the one in one free throw. Me too. But to reset the team foul to the 10 minute mark each half and begin double bonus on the fifth team foul. Can you imagine like the person running the board? He's like, so wait a minute. I'm sorry. Are we at four fouls? Oh, no, no, because we had to reset at the 10-minute mark, remember? Now, wait, hold on. We're back at the 10-minute mark of each segment, so we no, reset again. You know what would make it easier? Oh, my gosh. You know what would make it easier? Make it quarters. Oh, I Stop know. Stop doing a oh, first half and a second half. Dude, yes, Ryan Cowley, like on make Twitter. Make it consistent with yeah. every other level of yes. basketball. Amen. Thank you. Hey, so wait, with that, would you play 48 minutes or 40? 40. Okay, so this is 10-minute quarters? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Other proposed rule changes, collect ourselves. Uh, allow laptops, tablets, or similar devices in the bench area for coaching purposes. Just as long as you're not filming the other side signals. Yes. But yeah, I think that's fine. Can you imagine someone like holding your laptop up to the other side, going like this? <laughs> uh, adopt a modified six foul rule with the following provisions. Okay, this is good. I like this. One, a player may not commit more than three personal or technical fouls in any one half. Okay. A player may commit three personal technical fouls in the first half and three in the second half. In this case, the player is allowed six fouls before being disqualified. A player may commit two personal or technical fouls in the first half and would be disqualified on his fourth personal or technical foul in the second half. So he has a total of six fouls. Or a player may commit zero or one personal technical foul in the first half, and would be disqualified on the player's fourth personal technical foul in the second half. Which would mean he could not commit more than three personal technical fouls in any one half. Right. So it's a yeah, penalty disqualification. Yeah, okay. I, I like Wait, that. I, I, this is making it complicated. No, it's it's giving you six fouls instead of five. Just because make it five fouls. No, when you get no, your fouls, because, doesn't no, matter. Just, yeah, it does. It's like, oh, two fouls. Was it in the first half or did I have three fouls at this point in the clock? Or did I done because this? Because we're sick of big time players fouling out. Like, I mean, especially over cheap calls from Dave. Because because some refs like Dave Hall want to make the game about them. Like they're not getting enough TV time. They don't get their voice and their whistle blown enough. So they have to, you know, get their five calls in in two minutes. And sometimes they pick one guy, like Dave Hall does. And then all of a sudden the guy fouls out out of nowhere. Yeah, give him a six foul. I love it. Just make it six fouls. Period. No no qualifications about how many fouls you got in the first half. Yeah, but it does. Yeah, because if it's a technical foul. If you only got one in the first half, that means I'm only going to be allowed three in the second half. What? No. Just (laughs) Just take the six. Just call it six. Or just leave it at five. That one's silly to me. Award possession of the ball to the defense when they create a held ball situation. I like that. If they if they create the tie up, it's their ball. If they poke the ball loose and there's a scramble for the ball and there's a tie up, it's their ball. So I'm somewhat okay with this, but it doesn't go far enough. Okay. Just make it a jump ball. Why can't we do a freaking jump ball in college basketball? Why do you hate the arrow possession? Why do you even need it? Why do you hate it though? You're not answering my question. It doesn't make sense to me. What do you mean? It's if just you ho- if the, ball, the arrow switches to the other side after the other team takes the ball. If somebody ties it up and it's a jump ball, do a jump ball. 
you still haven't told me why you hate the arrow possession. The possession arrow. It's because just, it's, it's, it's simple. useless. It's, but it's simple. Like, hey, these guys got the ball to start the half, so it's White's ball coming out of the break. Or, hey, we had a when jump ball. When you doing ball. an inbounds. Wait, what? After the break, you do an inbounds play, and yeah, it alternates. Yeah, that's, that's great. Why do we have to do any more than just that? Any other time that there's a held ball, do a jump ball. Because then, then that well, that just switches the arrow again. Is it because we're concerned about it, kids' feelings? No, it gets because that little six foot point guard's not going to be able to go up against the six foot ten center. No, and but I love this because then it awards the defense for making a great play. I do like that. I will grant you that. Uh, all right, limit the number of timeouts that may be called by any one team in the last oh, two please. minutes yes. of the second period or of any overtime period. Please, to two. I'm so sick of having thirty minute games if with a minute thirty five left. Like, let's just get to the end of the game. Please. I would love this idea. It kind of eliminates some of the strategy, though, especially with being able to uh, substitute players and whatnot. Yeah, but then you're just getting timeouts to substitute players. And then it's like, a, and then, all and right. You set your defense. Uh, or to set your let's offense. go ahead and take a one minute break as Shulga's going to make his way onto the court. Oh, he's already here. Going to break. So now we got to sit there and pick <laughs> our nose and, like, for like 45 seconds while we watch a commercial about pull ups. <laughs> on a baby and a whopper. I mean, it's just come on, man. Let's just get to back to the game. I do like the fact that this helped move things along. Yes, yes, I do agree with that. Thank you. Uh, in the last two minutes of the second period or of any overtime period, allow instant replay review of potential shot clock violations when the shot is unsuccessful. Okay, see now we're going backwards again. Now we're going back to having forty-five minute halves or timeouts or whatever. Because Dave Hall's going to utilize that. He's going to be like. I've only been on TV for five minutes. But if the I need shot to get is back unsuccessful, on TV. why do we need to do a review no, of the shot that's, clock? I know. That's what I'm with you. I, that's a dumb rule. If it didn't work, if it didn't go in, why do we need to stop everything to go Amen. look at the tape? I'm with you. Uh, eliminate the 10-second backcourt rule. So wait. Uh, a timeout. If there's 20 seconds left in the game, they can just play keep away for 20 seconds behind the line? Yeah, I don't like that. That's you still have to advance the ball. Yeah. yeah. I think you should still Get have to advance the Get your butt up the, the court. Ball. Permit the use of instant replay on all basketball interference goaltending calls Again. throughout the game. Dave Hall. But only when a call has been made by an official. See, dude, I'm telling you, it's just going to prolong the game. We don't need it. Next. <laughs> Permit a team to decline free throws. Dude, this could be the good. In the last two minutes of the last period or of any overtime period and elect possession of the ball for a throw-in instead. Look, if you're down by three or four or whatever, yeah. and you need to get back into the game quicker, like there's a strategy of foul the team before they get a chance to even try a, a three-point shot. And you could say, look, we elect to not take the free throws. We want to inbound the ball and try again for a three-point shot. Yeah, Instead of foregoing like the free points, we want the possession to try again for a three. Nah, I like that rule. I think it's interesting. That'd be good. Um, eliminate offensive basketball interference after the ball hits the ring or flange would make the rule consistent with the FIBA rule. That could be interesting. Like, ball's bouncing on the back of the rim and you just grab it? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's not used in the NBA, but it is used internationally. It is really interesting. Um, and is it just a rebound, not a blocked shot at that point? Uh, and uh, adjust the traveling rule to allow a player to take two steps after lifting his pivot foot, which would make moves such as the spin move, euro step, and step back shot legal. 
James Harden would love this role in the NBA. <laughs> I, I think ticky, they do get a little bit ticky-tack with the uh Oh, yeah. Ryan Spalding or Dave Spalding. Dude, he loves that. He gets in his eight traveling calls a game. It's, <laughs> it's talent. Where are we at, Cody? Uh, you're probably looking at about a minute, 20 seconds, like a minute left. And okay. then the last one here, eliminate the five-second closely guarded rule. I love that. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I mean, if he's up in your biz, you know, I you can't fault the offensive player for the guy getting all handsy. Like, come on. Allow him to be able to make an adjustment with the ball. So, yeah, I agree to that. So, those are the proposed <coughs> rules. Some that were not included that should be is move to quarters, uh, eliminate the alternating possessions. Oh, my gosh. You will never get over that, will you? <laughs> yeah. Good for you. We got a bunch of texts. We'll get through them coming in the next hour as well. So we'll get all to that. We got Jazz basketball coming up. That's tomorrow afternoon. One o'clock. We're going to preview that game. We got our pick six. Hate this game. I'm so sick of it. You did well last time, though. I know. Did I win? Last time or the last last time? Last time. No, I lost. You lost. You and AJ really stunk it up. Last last time I won though. Last last time you tied with me, but apparently I don't get to win. So Yeah, that's the rules. Okay. Yeah, I guess you won then. <laughs> Intern Cody. Guess not get a win. Uh Eric coming up not next mine. hour. Stick around everybody. Love the Damn. text keep I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. There's always so much hand wringing about the state of baseball. Is it too slow for young fans? Are ratings holding up? Is there enough buzz? And I get it, baseball has some issues. They need more than just strikeouts and home runs. But maybe this year, we can put some of that talk on hold for a moment. The pandemic reminded many of us to appreciate everyday things. If there's a sport that falls into that category, it's baseball. Games aren't national events like Monday Night Football. You might not watch the highlights on YouTube in the morning like NBA fans. But if you like baseball, your team's games are part of the fabric of your life. There's something comforting about having games almost every night, especially at this point of the season when most people's teams are still in it. And we certainly hope teams can stay on track with health and safety. So even if it's not at the top of everybody's mind or on a national show every single day, baseball's doing fine. Enjoy it. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I recently had a chance to go outside and give my truck some much-needed TLC, so I grabbed Meguiar's new bright orange bottle, the Hybrid Ceramic Wash and Wax. Couldn't wait to try it. Has a unique two-liquid system that not only gently cleans the paint, but leaves behind their Hybrid Ceramic Wax protection with instant water-beating action. Now my truck looks good. It is dope. It's protected. Meguiar's Hybrid Ceramic Wash and Wax with advanced SIO2 technology. Meguiar's Ceramic Made Easy. Guys, there's one thing we all face, and it's age. It's inevitable. But we don't have to let age beat us. We can still feel good, strong, lean, and that's why I take M-Drive, the supplement, every day. Powerful ingredients backed by science. You get energized, stronger, leaner. You can hear it in my voice. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. M-Drive's available at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. This Keep it on the download here is the Dan Patrick Show. They didn't go, hey, you know what? We have 16. Why don't we go to 15? Why don't we go to 14? But the NFL with 17 games? All right. More fantasy, more gambling. Yeah, more money, Jesse. Feels like we're entering the load management era of uh, NFL Ooh. with all these all these games. I'm going to sit this 
week nine out. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Riverwoods Conference Center would like to invite you to a show that aims to end the stigma of mental illness. Depression has one degree of separation. If you don't suffer, then someone you know does. This creative show is delivered by professional comedians, including Brad Bonner, who shares personal stories of hope, happiness, and triumph through laughter and tears. Don't miss this epic evening of stories around depression and suicide awareness that'll have you laughing and crying. Friday, April 16th, 7 p.m., Riverwoods Conference Center. Tickets are $15 Northern at the door Utah or visit Cash Valley Comedy on Facebook. Home for Sports, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We and here's what you need to know. Just four NBA games tonight, but in a half an hour, Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo returns to the lineup. They're playing at Atlanta. He's missed six games with a sore knee. The Bucks are third in the East standings. Atlanta is fourth. The late game, one of them will have Boston, winners of four straight, playing at the Lakers. First game with fans in attendance for an NBA game in L.A. Zach Levine, averaging about 28 points per game for the Bulls, is expected to miss several games. He's now in the league's health protocol and Chicago's practice today was canceled. LaMarcus Aldridge retired due to an irregular heartbeat. He'll turn 36 this summer. The NCAA will allow athletes in all sports to transfer once without sitting out a season. It'll become official if the Division I board ratifies it in a couple of weeks. The Seahawks added defensive end Alden Smith. Cameron Smith shot a first-round 62 and leads by one stroke at Hilton at South Carolina. The Padres won at Pittsburgh 8-3 today. I'm Steve Desig. Full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM The Fan. Dude, like that's something I would do. <laughs> I would honestly do that. If I had what that kind of authority. This is like that's like no, you every no, other day. No, no, walking because up and down if the I have the authority to do okay, that's true. There's certain people in this building that seem to know how to get under your skin and get you riled up. No, it's just one guy. <laughs> it was just one guy. It's just one guy. I could guy. be on the other end of the building and like, no, oh. and you're hearing his voice, not mine. <laughs> you don't hear me. You see me standing there with a soiled diaper because I'm getting screamed at because all I said AJ is ran that into bike shorts. <laughs> they're having a conversation. <laughs> Who's worse? Having a conversation with bike shorts, sports guy, or Creed? Oh, sports guy. Kids, <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> oh, they're all great. Or, 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 or the pro- <laughs> never mind. Not not that producer, but another producer. <laughs> your your first chosen one, your prodigal son. <laughs> Eric Branson, Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Cody Nielsen or Olsen doing a good job on the board. Cody Cody who? Cody, Cody Olsen. Dude, I used to call you him Daniel. Call him Cody Nielsen? So you know, okay. No, don't do that. by Daniel for like three weeks. Yeah, yeah so you know what? He's it. improving. He's get, It's getting better for him. Look, Ma, I made it. <laughs> Look, Ma, I made it. <laughs> 
they they speak to me, but they don't speak to me by my given name. <laughs> he still responds, so what does it matter? <laughs> uh, hey, we had a lot of texts come through based on our conversation oh, last man. hour about these proposed changes, college basketball. Um <laughs> Nine nine four eight. I think they should allow six fouls. Plus, let them fight until a player falls, like hockey. Oh, see, now that'd be great. Like, if a fight happens, let them duke it out. Like, let them slug it out and see who wins. And then whoever wins ends up getting into the penalty box. It's not a big deal. At least until blood is drawn. Yeah, send them to the penalty box. <laughs> the ice box. Whatever it is. I actually like that idea. Five three three eight. Ajay, I have just defriended you on Facebook. Signed, Dave Hall. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know what? You should block me, too. Dude, he's such a... Like, I don't know what's more annoying. Spalding calling travels, Vern Harris calling the charge, or Dave Hall just trying to get his mug on TV all the dang time. But they're all very annoying, and they're an interruption to the game of basketball. Uh, 6294 on the Guild Mortgage text line. Forget me, maybe you already mentioned this, but advanced ball to midcourt in second half under two minutes, so much more exciting, I think, uh, like the NBA. Uh, that wasn't on the list. No. But as far as changes that need to be made, I'm I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, I, I'd actually be able, So wait, read that again. Being able to advance the ball to midcourt. Oh, yes. In yes. The second half Absol- okay. under two Sorry. minutes. Sorry, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That needs to happen. Because the whole thing of like, well, if you if you pass the ball in and then you attempt to advance it but don't and then call a timeout and you got to take it back on the baseline is the dumbest thing ever. Just advance it. Yeah, I'm absolutely with that rule. And 9315, the best one is election of, of, uh, of going – you can, you can do it, Eric. I believe <laughs> well, in you. Well, if I read it as it's Sound, written, sound no it out. Sound it out. words. He, like, the best. Hooked <laughs> on phonics. Uh, no, he says the best proposed rule. <laughs> the best proposed rule is the one about electing to... to but stop it over there. You know what the worst part was? Is for so many years I thought that was hooked on Phoenix. And then I never understood why it was phonics for so she, she long. You want to go down to Arizona? No. 9315 basically saying the best proposal is the one where you can elect to not take the free throws. You can take the uh, in, do an inbounds play instead. Yeah, I... I, I like that rule a lot because, like you said, it creates more of an opportunity for the team because it's such a cheap thing that, like, if you're up by three, you can foul them. They got to go shoot free throws because it's just going to extend the game so right. much longer. Yeah, Let them be able to inbound it or at least give them a chance to inbound it and then go from there. Yeah, I like that rule a lot. And then lot. do you – right, it makes you second guess. Do we, do we foul on this possession? Yeah. Do we let them play it out? Because if we do – we don't necessarily send them to the line. No, but that's if a you're point. ahead, you don't want to stop the clock anyway. You want the clock to keep rolling. Keep rolling. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that rule. Well, yeah, I'm a big fan of that rule. 435-339-0321 on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, these proposed rule changes for college basketball. Some of them, yeah, okay. I like them. 
Some of them, yeah, not so much. Hey, speaking two four one seven. Is it just for the team that's behind? It's for anybody. Yeah, it's for anybody, isn't it? Anybody can elect. In the last two minutes, um, so permit a team to decline free throws in the last two minutes of the last period or of any overtime period, and elect possession of the ball for a throw-in instead. For anybody. So, like, if it's, if you're ahead and the team is fouling you because they want to stop the clock, then you can say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to inbounds the ball so we can chew up more time. But then do they foul you again and keep fouling you as you keep inbounding the ball? Yeah. I would, uh... Yeah, would you, yeah would you just have to rebound? No, because you wouldn't foul me. Because I mean, if you're the team ahead, you're like, I don't want to shoot free throws. I don't want to stop the clock. Yeah, no way. Let me inbounds the ball. Let's keep chewing up time here. That's what I would do. It's uh, I don't know if it quickened up the game. That's, but you got to put a limit to it. Yeah, that makes sense. It it should help move things along. Yeah. Hey, speaking of rules, uh, unwritten rules in baseball. We've talked about this before. There's a new unwritten rule. I think there should be. So Carlos Rondon or uh, Rodon of the uh, Chicago White Sox mm. is in the middle of a no hitter yesterday yes. in the ninth inning. And then uh, he throws a breaking ball that comes inside, and it nicks the foot of uh, of the hitter, and says it hit him, and they send him to first, which erases well, it did the. Per- hit him. Yeah, okay, but he didn't move. No, like it's a breaking ball, and he made no attempt to move. So then he, so then there goes the perfect game, and now it's a no hitter. Give me your thoughts. Like, it's an unwritten rule because, like, there's, there's the rule of, like, hey, if you're up by five and you get a 3-0 pitch, don't swing. Let it go. Uh, because it's a fastball down the middle, right? You're just trying to get a strike in. Unless the, you're the Padres and they just don't care. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, no, but here's the thing is Tatis, like, he got shit out by his own team. Well, yes. Right, it's I mean, they're all like, "Dude, you're a jerk," or whatever. Most people try right? To okay, so here's the thing: if it's an if it's a perfect game on the line, move. Like, make an attempt to move. Have respect for the game. Anyways, yeah, it's. So yeah. you're upset that the batter didn't move his foot? Yeah, move. Like, don't just stand there and be like, "Oh man, I can ruin the perfect game." Because they're not oh. winning; they're down eight nothing. And the Indians currently are six and five on the season, but they're going to find a way to not win that game. Down eight nothing. So, like, what are you trying to do? Get on first for no reason at all? Like, you're like you aren't the tying run. If you're the tying run, take the take you, you take the pitch and you get hit. When you're down eight nothing, though, again, it's like that five nothing lead and it's a three zero pitch. Don't swing. If you're up eight nothing and it's a perfect game on the line, move. Get out of the way. Be a man and try to hit the ball, or take the take the ball. Yeah, I guess it's a ball. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just, but when you're there, do you know it's going to hit your your foot? Yeah, he knows. He's been in baseball. He knows. He knows exactly what he's doing. And then Perez says he uh, uh, he's the one that got hit. Um, he says he was jogging down and he asked the. Uh, he asked the first base coach, like, did I really get hit? Because he didn't think he got hit, supposedly. He knows he did. He knows what he was doing. And it's Bush League. It's Bush League. 
have well, respect totally for the game. changed trajectory. How could he not feel it? Yeah, I, and it, yeah, it's like an eighty-seven mile per hour pitch. If if someone has thrown eighty-seven, and I, someone has thrown some eighty miles an hour at me, and I've been hit, it hurts. Hits in the foot, it's still gonna hit you. You're gonna know it. That's annoying. Anyways, I was bugged by that. So another another crap here. It's always like uh, when uh, there's like a man on first and a pop fly goes to, you know into the infield. And then the, the second baseman pretends like he can't see it, which he can, drops it, and then throws the second for the out. I mean, what are we? Little League ball again? like Or freshman baseball? That's what my kids would do. But they drop it on accident because they really couldn't catch the ball. So we should stop competing? At uh, a certain point of a game, you just stop competing? No, it has nothing. Why don't they just call the game? No, what do you mean? What are you talking about? It's nothing about competing. It's about having respect for the game. Shouldn't we have respect in the game by competing until the game is over? Okay, you're letting. Okay, if you're letting a pop fly drop right there at your feet just to throw the guy out at second, come on, because the runner's not going to take off from first if there's a pop fly right there in a major league baseball game. He's not going to be like, oh, I should run in case he drops it, and he's not going to go take a, a secondary lead off the bag. Because if he catches it, he's going to turn and throw. I come on, let's 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 have a little bit of common sense and respect for the game. And then and then again, if it's a if it's a you're down ain't nothing. If it's a curveball, move your feet. Be a man and try to hit the ball. When uh, when was the last time we had a perfect game in Major League Baseball? Uh, Cody helped me on that one, man. Yeah, I don't even yeah. remember. Yeah, I don't even know. I feel like it's been forever, though. The point is, it's been a minute. Yeah. And it's because people continue to cheat the game. Cheat the game? No, look, pitchers, we don't allow pitchers to hang in there very long anymore. That is true. Yeah. We limit it to six innings, right? Six, seven, no, six innings. pitchers rarely do a complete game anymore. You know, it was interesting. I was actually looking at this. That's a great point you bring up. Because I was looking at complete games, or at least eight-plus inning games in the playoffs last year. And I think you could count it on one hand total. Of, of pitchers who went into the eighth inning. But look, he did it in like, he had like 114 pitches. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good work. I mean, I've seen games where guys are 115 pitches through five innings. Yeah, that's true. That's 100% true. Uh, Yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Like, I was, and I can't remember how many exactly it was, but not a lot of pitchers made it past the seventh inning. What do you got, Cody? Uh, Felix Hernandez of the Mariners in 2012. Oh, yeah. The last perfect King game. Felix. Wow. Did it against, I think he did it against the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, that's right. Been that long ago? Nine years since we've had a perfect game. And then Moronic Perez is like, oh, I don't want me to have the perfect game, so I'm going to take a bean. You know, take my a bean. Take he, a bean. He, yeah, he did. He took Barely a bean. Barely grazed his toe. Okay, but he's he knew he was going to get hit, and he didn't do anything. Yeah, like, he didn't make the attempt to move. It's it's unwritten rules in baseball. Follow them. It's respect to the game. Don't give me that look. What do you What do you know about respect to the game? You have Steve Bartman interfering okay, with foul let, balls. Let's let's continue talking about respect to the game. Okay. NBA players resting, not playing oh, the regular season. Have we gotten to a point where the elite players and to some degree the, we'll call them elite teams, have recognized and learned and understood 
that the regular season doesn't matter. All you need to be is a playoff-bound team. So, that being said, just do enough to make the playoffs. Home court advantage doesn't really mean as much. Let's just make sure we're healthy and rested when it comes to the playoffs. They're cheapening the game of the of the regular season in NBA. But look, the, the biggest point of this was just last night, uh, Brooklyn Nets, Philadelphia 76ers, should have been a big showdown in the Eastern Conference. Like the top teams in the East, some of the top teams in the NBA. And Brooklyn elects to rest a bunch of their stars. Yeah. Yeah. A ton of them. A ton of them. And we're seeing this a lot. And we call it load management. Utah Jazz don't play Mike Connolly on back-to-backs. He either rests on the first of the se- of the two games or the on the second, the backside of those uh, back-to-backs. But that's because he has he's uh, he's he had the hamstring injury, and they're trying to monitor and be careful. And I get it. Other players they have injuries they're trying to prevent or recover from and not push it too much. But is it so, gotten out of hand? Here's the thing: is that uh, teams like the Lakers? This is why they're doing what they're doing is because they know they're good enough to win it in the playoffs. They're good enough to win it in the playoffs, and they know that. So they're going to make sure they're a hundred percent healthy to do so. Um. And, I mean, this all kind of started with Greg Popovich, right? I think, I mean, years ago, he was sitting like Tim Duncan, Parker, Ginobili in just like random games. I mean, not even back-to-backs. He would just rest them. Nationally televised game versus, uh, what, I mean, Oklahoma City Thunder, Kevin Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. And versus, and then it's, you know, Parker, Duncan, and Ginobili on, T- or, uh, on TNT, primetime game. And then Popovich sits like Duncan and Parker for the night. And so it's Ginobili and some other guys. And and, I, and finally, NBA was like, enough already. But at the same time, guess who was deep into the playoff run when it came time? The San Antonio Spurs. Right, they were healthy and rested. So it works. That's the problem is that it works. There's a theory behind it, and it works. My question to you is, should the Jazz be doing that? Two four seven, uh, two four one seven. Excuse me. Um, uh, they are paid to win. Yeah, correct. I think he's talking about the. Some of this is about the the pitching. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah. They're paid to win. But you're down eight nothing. You ain't gonna win. Oh nine three three. What if that hit by pitch starts a nine run rally? Okay, that's that's a good point. Oh nine three three. But I, how how often does that happen in the ninth inning with two outs? That you end up scoring nine runs, like <laughs> I mean, is, let's be realistic. Yeah, that, that never happens. Uh, nine three one five. Aji ever coached the perfect game? Uh, no. I coached an imperfect game. A lot of them. <laughs> Had a lot of imperfect shows <laughs> between the two of us. Uh, two six zero three. Explain the respect for the game. I don't see this any different than when Brett Favre gave a sack for the sack record. In this instance, the pitcher should have pitched a better pitch. It's not up to the batter to get him his perfect game. Okay, no, and, and that's, that's a, a good point. point. That's a great point. It really is. Uh, 
Okay, so the thing is, is and if that's the case, why did Tatis get grilled by his team the way he did for hitting a 3-0 pitch down the middle? Why? Like, why did he get yelled at by his own team? It's a pitch down the middle. I'm going to swing at it. Well, what's the big deal? I'm supposed to hit the ball. What, do you want me to strike out? That that might be the best pitch I get the rest of the way. I agree. I, I think a lot of the unwritten rules in baseball are silly. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I think that's another case is, is, and so I, I like, I get it. If, if we're not going to go after Tatis, then we can't go after the batter, but everybody went after Tatis for swinging at a three Oh pitch. And I think it's the same way. I mean, it's a perfect game on the line, find a way to get on base, then taking the cheap way out. Like put contact on the ball. Um, but he's right. And yeah. And I, I remember that Brett Favre sack too, from Michael Strahan. I think he had a, a roll to his left. Michael Strahan came around the end. He stopped, went down, and was touched by Strahan, and that was a sack. Um, I don't know if that was given to him. Favre says, I mean, of course, Favre said he didn't, but. Oh, you watch the tape. It's obvious. You think so? Yes. What? He looks at Michael Strahan and says, okay, I'm going to roll left I'm automatically. Lay down now. Come and touch me. Well, dude, maybe he slipped. How do you know he didn't slip? He didn't slip. And Michael Strahan coming after Brett Favre, who's going to win that foot race? <laughs> Strahan. Exactly. So maybe you're like, instead of getting myself hurt, I'll just... Brady's done it before. Brady's like went back for a sack, or I mean went back for a pass, dropped back. Ray Lewis comes at full speed, and he's like, well, I can either just get crushed and my head taken off, or I can just lay down here and take the sack. Who's not taking a sack when Ray Lewis is coming at him full speed? A lot of quarterbacks did. I don't know if he took the sack. That's just prolonging your life as a quarterback. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, a, it's called career decision-making. <laughs> long-term, long-term. <laughs> Job security. Job security. <laughs> I mean, look, we all look at quarterbacks who took really nasty hit. Drew Bledsoe took a nasty hit. He was never the same quarterback. Your life's on the line. I don't want to get killed by Ray Lewis. I don't want to get eaten by Michael Strahan. I'm just going to lay down and take it. So... Getting back to the NBA, these players and teams allowing this to happen, uh, resting their players a, a lot, are they disrespecting the game? No. Look, no. the Brooklyn Nets, their stars have only played seven games together yeah. all year. Seven. And you know what? They still have the second best record in the league. That's just sick. <laughs> no. There's, there's no. I mean, come on. They're just rest. I mean, they're resting their guys. They, they, that's the coach. He has the right to decide who he wants to play or when they, I mean, when they're going to play. He just, he goes with it. And Brooklyn's talented enough to win without all three guys being on the court. Now, one of them needs to be on the court. Two of them maybe need, need, two of them maybe need to be on the court, but they're good enough to be without it. Well, it certainly caught the ire of uh, Mad Dog Unleashed. Oh, man. This is so good. This was on Sirius XM Radio. Oh, jeez. He had a meltdown when he saw the injury report for the Brooklyn Nets in their game against the Sixers, which should have been a big-time Eastern Conference showdown <laughs> among the top teams. Oh, the Brooklyn Nets... Our listeners are going to get a kick out of this. ...opted to rest all their stars except for Kyrie. And uh, this guy just... Lost it. 
Let's go tell Pat Riley. Hey, Pat, no Ewing tonight. I, I, I know you're playing the Bulls in Jordan, but Ewing's going to pass because his knees are sore. Ewing, who played every night when he was freaking, I was there many a night in many a locker room when Ewing had to freaking ice his knees. Talk to the media every game, sit in front of that locker room every game. Sat there with his ice on his knees, and he played night after night after night after night. Played his off. Night after night. You think he, I, I, I tell you something right now. You ain't wanted to play. How about Klaus telling Jordan somewhere in the 98 season when Pippen decided to take a pass with that late surgery, as we all saw there in the uh, documentary. How about Klaus telling Mike, you know, Mike, Sacramento's, no, we're in Sacramento tonight. You know, you played last night. You know, let's, let's, let's take a blow. You know what Jordan would do? You know what Jordan would do? My God Almighty! You couldn't rip that uniform off him! That's basketball! That's what he would do! He'd freaking play! How about Paul Silas? How about Havlicek? How about Havlicek? Ran eight miles every game! Havel played from 1963 to 1979! 16 freaking years! Every single game. You think Havlicek's taking a night off? Havlicek. Twice the player that any of these guys are. You know how great Havlicek was? Uh, it makes me sick. And you guys rip Kuzi. You know how many games Kuzi played? You know, he taking trades to Fort Wayne, Indiana and run into the ball game because the trade is late and they played the night before in Boston. And he go out there and play 45 minutes. How about freaking Durant say, you know what? I'm playing. Get the hell out of here. You know, Durant, instead of fighting Michael Rappaport, how about Durant tell freaking Nash and his freaking owner who's paying him $40 million, and the GM, Marks, who's a freaking out of the Popovich school, how about Durant just say, give me the uniform. I'm playing tonight. <laughs> yeah. Got a little fired up. <laughs> that's what that's what bike shorts <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, 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 Zach Wilson's a better quarterback. You know what? You know what, Alex Smith? Alex Smith wrote a trade from Salt Lake to Logan. And then went and threw the football 40 times and ran for 100 yards. <laughs> Zach Wilson. <laughs> you know what, Ron McBride? Ron McBride's the best Oh, God, that is the most historic rant. I'll, I'm going to listen to Mad Dog. It's so every good. <laughs> and you know what? He's got a point. Give me my gosh dang uniform. <laughs> You're going to rip it off him. Have a chat. <laughs> I can just see the veins popping on his forehead. Can you imagine, about can you imagine his producer just losing it behind the window? Years. 16 years. Freaking 16 years. <laughs> His producer had to be losing it. Like, oh my gosh, I've got gold. Are we rolling on this? Please tell me we're rolling. Oh, yeah, please. I I bet you got a call from the big boss. Like, you better be rolling on this right now (laughs) because we're making money. Oh, Oh, man, that is so good. Okay, so so, let's talk about it. Uh, Are we soft these days compared to the Stocktons, Malones, Jordans, uh, Havlicek's, Kuzi, Russell? Uh, viewings. Are we are we soft compared to them, or or has the NBA, the players, teams, coaches, and agents realized how to manage an eighty-two game season, or in this case, a condensed seventy-two game season to take care of their bodies and make sure they are ready for the postseason? 
I think it's a couple of different things. One, I think that management understands the value of these players financially more than they used to. They understand for ticket sales, marketing, whatever. This player is is injured. And he's out for a long period of time. He's not on the court. He's not going to be going out to these different fundraising events, whatever. He's not going to do the meet and greets. I think that they've understand, understood the, the value of these players and how much they have invested in these players, too. I think the lifespan of an, of an NBA player, especially a star, is longer now mm-hmm. than it used to be. Good point. <clears throat> but I think, unfortunately, there has been this shift to, look, the playoffs are really all that matter. The regular season doesn't matter. Yeah, if you finish with the number one record in the league in regular season, you don't get anything for that. Home court used to mean a big deal. And certainly in in COVID era and in the bubble, it in the bubble it meant nothing. In the COVID era, who knows? There's starting to be more fans returning. Fans will be at the Staples Center for the first time all year. But it will make enough impact. Or excuse though. me, Saturday. Yeah. But but there's also I think a, a point here where I think players are softer. The game was much more physical. Yeah. Than it used than it is today. Yeah. Much more physical. <clears throat> Um, but look, the sports medicine has gotten so much better. Players are healthier. They recover from injuries quicker. But that being said, it, it's not a tough league. No, it's not a physical league. So I, I get the frustration. You should be able to play. Just taking a night off. It is frustrating. If, Look, this year it is different, but in a normal year, if my Christmas money we saved up all year, we got tickets for that one game when our favorite player is in town, we go to to that game and he's resting, not because he has an injury. Here's the thing: but just because he's taking a night off and I don't get to see him on the court, man, I'd be dis- I'm disappointed. Okay, so what was it? Two years ago, uh, Cody or when uh, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles? Two, three years ago. I mean, you got to be, you've really got to be careful how you, even three years from then, be careful how you manage that. Right. Look at DeMarcus Cousins. He's yeah. a shell of his former. Oh, son. amen. Absolutely. Clay Thompson is in that situation now, too. I mean, it's, he's in bad shape. I won't expect him to ever play another 82 game, 82 game season ever again. But um, I, I get the injury standpoint. I do. And back then, you're right. You know, back then, they, they were committed to playing the game of basketball. I feel like they have learned, though, that they can last longer, that their careers will last longer if they take if they take their time, like if they don't play 82 straight games. If they can make it through, they can still be really good in 13, 14 years, 15 years, that they don't need to play a full 82 games to do that. And you're right, I, and I like your point. Playoffs mean more. Again, you don't get a. I was listening to to Tremont Green when he was on LeBron, LeBron James podcast, and uh, you know, Draymond said, "I wish we wouldn't have chased after that seventy three and nine record because we exhausted ourselves getting there, and then went to the playoffs and had two seven game series, brutal ones versus Oklahoma City Thunder and against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they were exhausted by game one of Cleveland. They were just because they had to come back from three games to one." 
right. then do it against and then play Cleveland. And Cleveland had a plenty of time to rest. And that and they were exhausted by then. So chasing after regular season winning records doesn't get you anywhere. Winning an NBA championship does. So the question for the Guild Mortgage text line uh, are, are players cheapening the game by taking by resting, <coughs> by taking games off, or are they taking the necessary steps <coughs> to keep their bodies healthy so that they're they've got more fuel in the tank and can compete at a higher level when it comes to the playoffs? Yeah. And should the Jazz be doing more of that? Because the Jazz, as an organization, has not played that game, with the exception of players returning from injury, and they monitor that very carefully. But Donovan Mitchell doesn't take a night for rest. Should Rudy he, though? Gobert doesn't take a night for rest. Okay, Royce if- O'Neal did that for the very first time, and they were... Quinn Snyder had to tell him, like, we're... you, you got to take a break, dude. So, You're going to get hurt. Yeah, so here's the thing. We talked about this, I think, yesterday. The Suns go into a brutal stretch coming up. Really brutal. Uh, Jazz are have a, a winnable stretch. If you can separate yourself four to five games and you get into that final stretch of the season, I think you need to start sitting a couple of guys for at least one game. Or should the NBA look at, look, there needs to be more of a reward for playing well in the regular season other than just home court advantage. So what else? A first round bye. <clears throat> You'd that's have to redo your, the playoffs, that's your, though. That's your opportunity to rest your guys. So nine teams in the playoffs, then? Or what are you doing? I don't know. That's the incentive to play well during the regular season, to get that top spot, top one or two spots, so that your your players get that relief, yeah. get that break. <laughs> Make the regular season mean something more than just home court advantage. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, 6891 texts in, yes, they are, and they should not be getting paid for it as far as cheapening the game yeah. by not playing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. More to discuss. Love to get your feedback. <clears throat> Continuing to come through on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Got a call a timeout here in the full court press. When we come back. Uh, we got our pick six. We still got to do. What else have we got on the agenda, Cody? Uh, just looking at Jazz Pacers, and uh, yeah, that's we right. Got we got some stats. Yeah, we got, we got Jazz Pacers stats tomorrow. One o'clock afternoon Gobert. game. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh, that's that. coming up on the Full Court Press. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines, supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally, without all the red tape, by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. 
Valley Recycling's Earth Day event is back. This year's prices are some of the best they've seen. In an effort to keep everyone safe, Earth Day will look a little different this year, running the entire week of April 19th through the 24th. Earth Day will only be held at Valley Recycling's facility at 145 North, 10th West. To limit overcrowding and to keep wait times minimal, appointments are required to drop off your recyclables. Schedule your appointment online at valleymetalrecycling.com. Snacks and cold drinks will be available. Valley Recycling's Earth Day event, April 19th through the 24th. For prices and drop-off appointments, visit ValleyMetalRecycling.com. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Earth Day is coming up. We have some laundry units that are less stressful on the environment, energy efficient, and won't be in a landfill in two years. Our best-selling GE and Speed Queen commercial washers are built to last longer, so you won't have to worry about purchasing a new washer for years to come. Plus, get $20 off our Earth-friendly Excelsior laundry detergent with purchase of a select laundry pair. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Do I think it's a good look for for Kevin Durant to to go after Michael Rappaport? No, but I also think that if we are we taking everything that's said on surface level as being like I just it feels like there is a locker room talk aspect to it. The Doug Gottlieb Show weekday afternoons from one to four on Sports Talk Radio, one hundred six nine FM, thirteen ninety AM. The Fan. This is Ryan, my mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At My Mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posturepedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at My Mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Full court press. Cody Hilton running the board. Eric France and Amaje Salveson. Dude, we got to somehow find like a, a sound bite for that Halicek, that, that Mad Dog bite, so Cody can hit it every I'm gonna, now and then. Honestly, I'm going to do it. You should. Cody, you should. And I'd be absolutely supportive of it. Every it up freaking there night. Every freaking <laughs> night. Every night. Bob Christie's taking a freaking trip. Running into the gym. Could you imagine Koozie's like, not really, but okay, sure, whatever. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Jazz Pacers tomorrow, 1 o'clock game because the Jazz play 2.30 on ESPN on Saturday versus the Lakers inside of Staples Center. Big game for the Jazz tomorrow, I think, just in regards to momentum. We talked about what the Sun schedule looks like. Jazz just need to keep winning. Just keep winning games, right? Right. This this is a stretch here. You talked about it. Phoenix has a really tough Nine games ahead of them. Oh my gosh! They go on the brutal. East Coast and they play one great East Coast team after another. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Jazz. Well, they do have the Lakers this weekend, but there's no LeBron. But it's a very no Davis. depleted Lakers. Yeah. Uh, the, the Pacers are a good team too, but look, these are these are games that are all that should be winnable for the Jazz. I think the line for tomorrow is like nine and a half for Utah mm-hmm. against the Pacers. It's Demontis Sabonis, great player, but beyond that. Not a heck of a whole lot for Indiana. Yeah, it's crazy how much you're missing Victor Oladipo back when he was there, right? Even I mean, 
I know he had, he was out for a while with an injury, but man, he was so good for them. And now it's just a different Pacers team, and um, still competitive, but nothing like they used to be. Well, and does Boyan Bogdanovich have a big game? Former yeah. team, uh, he's been starting to play better. Like he had a stretch there for Jazz where he really wasn't scoring a lot, but the last couple of games he's been picking it up, and he's been a much more of a, a crucial contributor. Um, so for me, my hope would be that the Jazz can get this game under control early and allow more of the rotational guys more minutes because they've got some big games on the road in Los Angeles this next week, uh, this weekend. So I'd love to see more George Nyang, Mie Oni, Gerald Brantley. I don't know if Jordan Clarkson... I don't know that he's going to be available tomorrow. I, I'd be surprised if he was because I think they're going to save him for that Lakers game on Saturday. I think they want to make sure yeah, he he's is 100%. Yeah. No no need to rush it. Hey, speaking of minutes per game, we were talking about this. Troy O'Neal is playing around 36 minutes a game in the last three games before he sat out. He's playing 30 minutes a game in the last 10. Um, Donovan Mitchell's been playing around 35. Rico Bear is 33. Bogdanovich 33. Mike Conley is 33. Joe Ingles is 31. Yanks playing 23, which is way too many. And Brantley's playing 22. Favors is only playing 15 minutes a game, man. I think that's more of a uh, effectiveness thing. I don't know that the Jazz have, over the stretch, played a lot of great teams with big men. And so if Rudy's not on the floor... Uh, I think Rudy can do a lot what he does on the floor effectively. Yeah. yeah. But I think Derek could probably step up his game a little bit more, be more effective. He's becoming a forgotten guy a little bit. Yeah, kind of. It's, it's almost transcendent of the uh, 2000, I think it was like the 17 18 season. Then all of a sudden, in like the playoffs, when Rudy Gobert went down, Derek Favors was incredible. Yeah. I mean, really they, people forget lot. how great he was in that Clippers series. And yeah, if we can get. That that vintage Derek Favors back, this team would be fine. But we're looking at these minutes per game by these Jazz players. I'm talking about resting guys, or giving guys time. Yeah, on the bench, going deeper on to your into your bench. But Royce O'Neal, he's playing a lot of minutes, and he always has the primary offensive guy of yeah. the other team. Defensively, it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, it's exhausting, and that's why I think Brantley's going to see some minutes around here too. So I thought Brantley played well last yeah. time, and I think you'll I think you'll see him tomorrow or yeah tomorrow against the Pacers. You might even see him against the Lakers, especially without LeBron and AD being in the lineup. Yeah, so I, I like the Jazz tomorrow. I like them in this matchup. Um, interesting five thirty eight piece. I saw this earlier. Now, ben Simmons has been going on and on about how he's oh the best. Gosh, defensive I'm so guy. sick of him already. Five thirty eight actually crunched the numbers on this, and they're saying Rudy Gobert is on pace to have the best defensive performance. Ever, when they go back and uh, run the numbers on different players, but he is on pace to have the best def- best defensive performance in the season ever, higher than anybody's ever had. They call it the Raptor. It's the robust algorithm using player tracking and on-off ratings. <laughs> it, it looks at a lot of different things and cr- and compares players across several different categories. But Rudy Gobert. He is higher than the previous high that, that that's ever been seen. Ben Wallace, according to their their stats, uh, in 2004 had the best defensive season at a 7.3 defensive rating. 
Rudy Gobert currently is at a 7.7. Look at those names on that list, man. Ben Wallace, David Robinson, Ben Wallace in 03, and Akeem Olajuwon in 90 and 91. That's impressive. I, I don't get where Ben's getting this. I, I don't know why he thinks he's... I Every number points towards Rudy Gobert. Every single number points towards Gobert, but yet all Ben can do is like, well, I guard Kevin Durant, and he still put 36 on me, but I always guarded him. Okay. <laughs> Rudy Gobert, he's a 7.7, as we said. Ben Simmons is a 1.7. Oh, my gosh. Which, so, according to this statistical it's not analysis, even close man it is a wide gap that's 40, that's 49th, crazy 49th player among all nba players but you know i want ben to keep talking i really do because come playoff time some eastern conference team's gonna be like you know what i mean we might lose this series but let's just grab ben and let's just target him every single pick is targeted towards ben iso him and let's see how good of a defender he really is with no help uh, 9463 texts in, question of the day. How many first-round picks would you trade for Lou Dort at the end of the year? Oh, man. Well, seeing you shoot like 100% against the Jazz. Jeez. Um, uh, I would love to have a guy like Lou Dort yeah, he's in a Jazz worth, uniform. He's worth maybe a late first, but a second-round pick for sure. Yeah, definitely a second-round pick. Absolutely. He's the hey. guy that's going to get paid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, Luka Doncic last night. The three that fell in, like the luckiest shot you could possibly imagine, that he'll probably never make again in the rest of his life. What a shot that was last night. I don't night. know. Rick Carlisle says he does that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. He bets his teammates and his coaches. Think I can make this shot? Okay, so here, let me catch a ball with the clock winding down, fall, trip over the three-point line because it sticks its foot out on me, and <laughs> still forward. make it. Uh, Grayson insane. Allen, make your free throws. I, know, I was cheering for Grayson Allen. Well, not for, specifically for him, but I was cheering for the Memphis Grizzlies in that game. How come? I don't know. Just I, I like Grayson Memphis. Allen. I like Memphis. They're a, a gritty team. Luka gets a lot of attention. He does. He gets but he so, deserves it. Hey, in fact, I was going to ask you about this. I want to get your opinion on it. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Jazz are in first place. But yet, there is very little to no mention of Rudy Gobert, Dominic Mitchell being an MVP candidate. Meanwhile, if we were in every other year where the Lakers, Sixers, Bucks, Celtics, Heat, Mavericks, or Nuggets, or even the Blazers, and they were in this first place this long doing this well, their star guy would be the MVP candidate leading and running away. Yeah. True. What, what I mean, is that frustrating to you, or does it just tell you, hey, look, Maybe these guys, it's not an individual thing, it's a team thing, and their individual numbers just aren't that good. Uh, I think it's a little bit of that. I think Donovan is certainly, um, what he's doing, points per game and assists per game, I think I saw a stat on this. Was it Stat Muse or ESPN Stats? Yes, I think it was Stat Muse, yeah. Uh, look, if, if a player like this, in most any other year, he would be considered a front runner for MVP. Mm. But at this moment, he's way down on the list. Yeah. Oh, thank you, intern Cody. He's pointing it out. Uh, there have been 15 cases in which a player averaged at least 25 points per game and five assists per game for the team with the NBA's best record. Currently, Donovan is 26.5 points, 5.3 assists. Uh, 13 won the MVP award. One finished second, one finished sixth. <laughs> Donovan probably won't even be top five. Yeah, he won't even be top six. Probably not. 
So, I mean, it just, I mean, it's crazy because I think Cody and I and AJ were talking about it. It's like Donovan Mitchell is on the best team right now, and he's probably the best player on that team. But yet it's, no, no, he, he, he's not even sniffing the MVP race because it's this or it's that or, hey, he's, he's taking too many shots. Or, look, if LeBron was doing this, like if LeBron was on the best team right now in this kind of a lead and they've been in first place this long, nobody would look at stats. Everyone would be like, yeah, he's absolutely the best player. Yeah, he is the MVP. And they'd point out all the positives. It's just frustrating how there's this outlier when it comes to the Utah Jazz that, hey, they can't win it. Well, I think there's still, yeah. Uh, uh, and Quinn Snyder's not even going to win Coach of the Year. No, because I think too many people are saying, well, this is just like the Atlanta Hawks of a few years back. Great regular season, but then yeah. they totally collapsed in the postseason. The big difference is the Atlanta Hawks did not have someone like Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And look at the coach. Yeah, I, that that's, coach I agree. Always collapses yep. in the postseason. Yep. Always. All right, we got to take a break here in the full court press. Uh, oh, quickly, 2417. Favors looks like he's playing hurt every time he's in. He does. And he's been like that way for like the last three years. I mean, he just doesn't look. He's just getting old. Uh, got to take a time out here in the full court press. When we come back, pick six. This is Chief Dan McCammon with the Preston City Police Department. Law enforcement's role is to respond, intervene, and investigate crimes. We partner with CAPSA to support sexual assault victims. CAPSA provides confidential advocacy and support which empowers victims and increases positive outcomes. I have found when victims receive this support, they are more likely to work with law enforcement, which increases our ability to hold the suspect accountable. When you know CAPSA, you know hope. Hey everyone, it's Kim with the Logan City Police Department. It's finally springtime, which brings warmer weather and everyone is wanting to get outside, including our furry friends. We are teaming up with the Bridgerland Applied Technology College of Animal Sciences to bring you our dog chipping clinic. This event will be held Saturday, April 17th at the Bridgerland West Campus, located at 1040 North and 1000 West from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Remember, all dogs must be on a leash and have proof of their rabies vaccinations. All COVID protocols will be in place. Hope to see you there. They can put your logo on it because that's what they do at The Logo Shop. They can put your logo on anything from pens and mugs to golf balls and clocks. The Logo Shop is also the place for your team shirts and uniforms. So if your team wants to look good, call The Logo Shop and order your team uniforms today. Colors, logo, and everything else looking just like you want it to. Get your team shirts and uniforms from The Logo Shop. Call them to get a bid or just drop by 40 South Main in Logan. The Logo Shop. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. It's time for the best game. Hey, what of song the is week. this? All Night Longer by Sammy Adams. Huh. I'll to look that up. This is going to be a new jam. We'll see how bad it sucks. Hey, if I ever uh, do get that one thing that uh, you teased me about before, earlier in the day, show, I mean, I want to change some of the music. That's one of my number one goals. I'm going to make our intro music better. So Cody has something to jam to when he goes in from a break. All right, let's get into our pick six. Pick six. Cody? The six yeah. things that are going to happen this weekend. 
Sweet. Eric, do you want to start with yours or do you want me to say it? Uh, I won, so I get to defer. Yeah, I get to choose who does what. Who does what? Uh, yeah, let's read Eric's lines first. All right, so um, oh, I gave you my paper. I can go off memory. I was gonna say Cody reads it. We answer. I can read it. Like, I get a better vibe when Cody reads it. I feel like <laughs> you, you think that works better for you. Yeah, you can give a better I do chance. because I feel like you try to like mingle and mix words mm-hmm. that aren't making sense to throw me off. <laughs> I'll say it nice and my slow elocution for you, throws you off. Elocution. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the first one here: Cubs versus Braves have a series coming up. Uh, record prediction: They play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. In Chicago. Yep. Not that really matters for Chicago because the Braves are going to win it two games to one. And I'm going to pick the Cubs. Cubs currently have a better record than Atlanta. Cool. Till tomorrow, Friday. <laughs> All right. The next one coming up is Joel Embiid points versus the Clippers. Line set at 31 and a half. Oh, wow. That's a good line. Under. I'm going to take the over. I would go over. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah. He's probably going to have a heyday. Probably. Well, you can't say take the under and, oh, I would go over. Well, well if you would go over, then you take the over. No, because I want to take the under. Uh, next Mind one games. Up, uh, next one coming up. This is total goals, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Right. What? Total goals versus the Islanders. Oh my and gosh! The no. Line set at five and a half. You do this. I you swear. Great you, hockey team. Oh, don't even. Squaring off. No. Some of the best teams. You're so in the of NHL. Crap. Okay, look at him. NHL guy all of a sudden. The over under on the total score. Hey, you want to talk NHL, to Eric? No, nah, not really. Five and a half. I'm doing this to appease five three three eight. Since we don't talk enough uh, hockey. So wait, what's the line? What is it again? Five and a half goals. For who? Between the two this teams. This is the combination of both teams. It's the overall score. What teams is it? The Islanders and the Bruins. What are their goal averages right now, Cody? That is a wonderful question that I don't know. You don't ask that question. Can I get you just a definite, have to give an answer. Can you please use this word in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh man! Clock is ticking here. Clock Ajay. is ticking. You're at. We got about three minutes. Are you not left. looking at my stat? Oh my gosh! So cheating. I. I. Uh. Wait. What are the teams again? <laughs> Islanders <laughs> and Bruins. Uh. Bruins. No, well, that's not the. That's not the question. The question. It's over, an over under at five and a half. <laughs> five and a half. <laughs> over. I'm gonna take the under. <laughs> okay. Next one. Uh, Donovan Mitchell attempts uh, field goal attempts versus the Pacers. Twenty six and a half. Under. Dude, he's been shooting like 32 field goals a game. Under. I'm going to go under. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. Okay. uh, (laughs) Steph Curry threes made versus the Cavaliers tonight. Line set at nine and a half. Oh, does he go for 10, three straight? Um, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go over. All right. Uh, next question here. Uh, Sam Merrill points versus the Hawks. Line set at six and a half. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go over. Okay. And the last one here is the Clippers versus 76ers. Uh, who has more points at the end of the night, Ben Simmons or Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard. Ben Simmons. I'm not sure Kawhi's going to even play. All right. Yeah, watch. Okay, by the way, I want to I wanna put a disclaimer. If he doesn't play, then that, that line is axed. No. Nope. Yeah. Hey, by the way, John Russell texted in earlier. Uh, 
The question is, do the fans go to the games for the players or do the players play for the fans? How would you feel if you went to a see the band U2 and Bono decided to take the night off and was replaced by David Archuleta? Well, then U2 would no longer exist. Uh, or if I turned on the full court press and AJ wasn't there being replaced by John Russell, how disappointing would that be? Very. Uh, AJ never needs a night off. He's there for his people. People were really disappointed when Eric came back and AJ left. <laughs> Cite your sources, AJ. <laughs> 9463, Islanders are losing 2-0 and in the second period right now, by the way. Yes! Yes! It's only the second period. Because you know what? You know what? Bobby Orr would take a night off! <laughs> he cheat show up! You can take his skates off. <laughs> you can't take his stick away. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. He's got five missing teeth, but he's still going to play. He'd skate down the frozen canal for five miles. <laughs> Walk into the arena. <laughs> and still play three innings. <laughs> and still be the league scorer of the night. Oh, fit. How, much, how much time do we got? Uh, 35 seconds. And you know what the worst part of it is? <laughs> He'd have ice on his knees. <laughs> Every night. Every, black eye. Missing teeth. But he's still playing. He's still dressing. So, uh, you know what? Tom Brady put on the uniform. Wait, he doesn't play hockey. Oh, oh man. All right. I uh, look forward to another uh, pick six win. Yep. It's been good. It's good to have it back. It's good to be back. It's good to have it back. Jazz play tomorrow afternoon. Hi, this is John Horton, general manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. 